Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. And help me welcome our online campus. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. Now I'm a crybaby. So glad you're here. Happy anniversary to everybody. God is good. Um, we, we have to celebrate. My mindset has been over the years when we have anniversaries and so forth for the church. It's like, let's mark it. Let's mention it. Let's move on. We don't have to build a tabernacle here or some kind of monument. It's, and because, uh, but I'm just halted a little bit of late just to make sure that we indeed mark it. And we indeed mentioned just the, the faithfulness of God. Amen. Well, um, 29th anniversary, 29 years. And I've had some people say, you know, what is that? What's the takeaway of that for you? And uh, the takeaway is truckloads of, of, you know, what he has done in our, in our life and revealed to us. And the, and the biggest thing, honestly, and don't hear this cliche, is, is God really is faithful. He really, really is and, you know, there's an old song, and it's also in the Bible. It says, trust and obey. And stepped out, you know, just trusting God and then trying to obey God. And he shows himself strong. Even if you don't get it all exactly right, he's with you to make what he called you to do happen. And so grateful for that. So the big takeaway, and I tell myself this just about every day. I tell other people this just about every day, and it's this. Watch what God will do. If you trust him, if you obey him, watch what God will do. And I constantly tell people, you know, they're, they're in the throes of something. So watch what God will do. And then we're able to look back in just a short period of time, sometimes a little longer, sometimes shorter, and look back and look what God did. And so God is faithful, and he never changes. Amen? And so I want, I want to say on behalf of myself and Alicia, and the staff of Meadowbrook, it is our privilege, it is our honor, it is our joy to serve you, uh, to teach you, to lead you, and you have our absolute full commitment uh, to doing church as best we know how to honor God and to help you. That is our goal every time. And uh, so I'm just believing for great, great, great days ahead. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Lord. Um, a couple months ago, we were in a planning meeting, and um, we were talking about the 29th anniversary of the church, and then the launch of the East Campus coming up September 16th, and uh, 29 years, and, I, and then it just kind of, my mind just got triggered to think, well, hold on, 29 years, and then from the anniversary of the church to the, to the launch of the East Campus, I had one of the guys that said, count that up real quick, and it's 29 days. So I don't know entirely the significance of that. I looked up to find out what the biblical meaning of 29 is, and, and everybody's got different takes on it. But it really has to do with relationship and team. And I think it's what, you know, God is wanting to do. But 29 years, and then it's going to be 29 days to the launch of the East Campus. There are a lot of notable churches that are doing some seasons of prayer, and I, I had in my heart from the beginning of the year to make sure that we had a season of prayer where we call the whole church to prayer 
um, before we launch the campus. A lot of those churches do 21 days of prayer, and I thought, 21 days, nothing. We're doing 29 <laughs> days of prayer, okay? So beginning today, and uh, if you go on social media. You can go to Instagram story or just go online, and um, we have ways to help. You know, we have, we have themes and scripture for every day for the 29 days, and uh, uh, that will kind of help you to guide because what I want us to do, I want to call everybody to pray. And you say, well, I'm not that good of a prayer. How do you get good at praying? You pray. And uh, there will be scripture for it. And then, you know, of course, the target is we want God to do something significant through that East Campus. There are people hurting. There are families within a rock's throw of that place that need Jesus. And, um, um, you know, our area is growing. People need the Lord, and we want to go and, and be a bright and shiny light. And we can't do it just with it being fully funded, with having an awesome building, with having equipment, with having amazing teams. That doesn't make it happen. You have to have the hand and the breath of God on this. And so as we call upon him and invite him to do that, I believe he's going to do it in an, in an amazing way. Amen? So I'm calling you to prayer. Start today. You don't have to take hours and hours to do this. Some of you, maybe God will lay that on you on some days to just... You know, dig in in prayer. But everybody, for the next 29 days, let's make sure that we're praying and we'll help you out with uh, staying on track together through our social media. Amen? All right. Thank you so much for that. Um, also, during the 29 years of the church, um, just about everything has a logo. And I think our first logo was not a logo. It was probably a mural. You know, it was like a, a, an illustration. We were still living in Tampa as we were preparing to launch the church. And we had a good friend, his name was Art, Artush. He was Armenian, and he had a print shop. And I remember going into uh, Art's print shop, and he had, um, uh, what do you call that, clip art. How many of you know what clip art is? Well, the rest of you are too technologically savvy, but we used to have clip art. And uh, I looked in there, and I found something that kind of resembled what was in my heart and what we were wanting to build upon. And so we had this. Uh, illustration and it was uh, trees and especially one tree and then some buildings in the background and some paddock fencing it kind of fit the area and then over the course of time that has changed and evolved and simplified all of it built on Jeremiah 17 7 and 8 uh, related verse would be Psalm 1 where that when we put our trust in the Lord you'll be like a tree planted by rivers of water you send out your roots by the river you not fear when heat comes. Your leaf stays green and you never cease from yielding fruit. It's the perfect metaphor in Scripture of a life, trusting God that you become happy and stable and fruitful and blessed so you can be a blessing and bring glory to God. So, we, you know, time goes on and we, we wanted to simplify and, and refine and so forth. So I just wanted to show you today uh, our latest update on the... Uh, logo. So this would be the logo. The logo is actually just a symbol. So you can see it quickly and identify it. So many products and services uh, in our world today, you just quickly see it. And so I want you to start to get used to the Meadowbrook logo there. Uh, is, the, is the big RV out front still? still? Is that on your way in? Uh, we'll tell you more about that tonight at the interest night. But we have four of those. These are the most innovative classrooms you've ever seen that our team has, has put together uh, for the East Campus. Just amazing. On the back of those, you'll see the logo. I'm looking forward to, in just about a month, okay, these four 
uh, they're just over 40 foot long, four of these big RVs sailing through town on, on the way over to the East Campus every week. And uh, I'm, I'm telling you what, we're just letting Jesus know, we're letting Ocala know, we're letting the devil know, we're just going and shining light all over the place. Amen. Beautiful. Well, shall we get into the Word today? All right. Uh, we're in a series called God Will Make a Way. Everybody say it, God Will Make a Way. Now, I want to tell you, and I, feel, I felt prompted every service to do this, and I, and I want to do this. Look me in the eye if you can. I can't look you all in the eye. But I want to tell you today, God will make a way. 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 I'm telling you, God will make a way. He has a lot of ways to do that. He has incredible resources to make that happen for you and in you and, and even through you. And God will even use you at times to be part of the way for someone else. Um, life is a journey. Some of you would say life's a trip. <laughs> and I wish you, I could tell you differently, but here's the reality. The road is not always smooth. And the road is not always straight. There are bumps. There are potholes. There are delays. There are detours. There are breakdowns. There are other travelers. You know, there's so many other things that kind of complicate our, our journey. There are mistakes on our part. We crash sometimes. Uh, we get lost sometimes. But I want you to know God will make a way. God will make a way. And so on this journey, here's our choices, okay? You ready? We can travel with God or we can travel without God. I'd rather travel with God. Life does. It's just built in. It's part of where we are. It goes with the turf. There are challenges. There are problems. There are disappointments in this life. But let me just say, you can live this life with God or without God. And when life is over, I wouldn't leave this life without God, okay? But it's so vital that we understand the best choice is let's travel with God. Let's live this life even with its difficulties and questions. Let's make sure that we do that with God. Come on, everybody say with God. And as you travel with God, this is what you can know, that he will never leave you. He will never forsake you, which means this, you are never alone and you are never without help. And get this, God is good, God does good, and God works all things together for good. God will make a way, and God is a very present help in time of trouble or need. Amen. Look in Psalm 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Now, a lot of people like to be present during trouble to watch somebody else get in trouble. I can remember as a kid getting in trouble because I was rejoicing that my brother was in trouble. And my mom would say, you want some of this too? And we, I don't know what it is, but we see an accident or there's a spill on aisle eight or whatever else. We're just, we're just drawn to that. But I want you to know that God is not just present in trouble. God is very present and he is a very present help in trouble. And he has what we need. He, he is able to help us. And so as we travel with God in this life, I'm so thankful that God is a very present help in time of trouble, and God will make a way. Amen? 
And sometimes on our journey, we get stuck. We get stuck. And I'm speaking for every one of us here. There are times where we arrive at a place where we say this, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle this. I don't know what to do. I cannot count the number of times in 29 years leading this this ministry where I've arrived at that place where I just, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Sometimes it's a problem. Sometimes it's a project. Sometimes it's a person or people or whatever, and you just arrive at a place that I don't know what to do. But what I found out, it's good to remind myself God is with me, like we talked about, and he does know what to do. And he will help us. He won't withhold from us in that way. And so God is with us. God will help us. God will make a way because he, he knows the way. And he has the resources to, to make the way. Now, we're calling this God will make a way. And the reality is God has resources, numerous ways that God will get into our situation where we're stuck and we don't know what to do. And God is glad to expend those resources, use what he has on our behalf to make a way. He's not just a, a way maker. He is the way, and he's able to help us with this. Y'all, y'all still with me this morning? Now, I used to just say, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Over the years, and I would say at least 10, 15 years, I've been saying it this way. I don't know what to do, but I will. But I will, because time and time again, as you seek God, and what I'm going to show you here today is you apply this to your life, you may not know right now, and I'm not sure what to do. I don't know what to do, but you will. Everybody say, I will. And God is glad to extend that to you. Now, one of the resources, probably one of the most fabulous resources of God uh, that I want to talk to you about today is this right here, wisdom, wisdom. Everybody say, wisdom. Now, um, Watching in life and, and especially in ministry, watching people's lives and go, people going through situations and so forth, um, how many of you know that everybody has problems? Everybody has issues. Don't worry, I'm not going to have you stand up and tell us yours. I'm, come on. We, all, we all have challenges. We all have questions, all of those things. One of the things the enemy will try to do, don't miss this, one of the things the enemy will try to do is when you're going through something, make you think that you're the only one that's going through that or that no one's ever had it quite like you're having it. And that's a lie. I said that, that is a lie. The enemy is, is limited in, in all of it, and he's not creative. And so it's kind of the same old, same old. And the Bible tells us that anything that you go through is common to man. It is common to the human experience. But as we go through things, you know, and other people go through this, sometimes it's encouraging to hear, really, you're, you're going through that as well? It helps you to know that. But when we are going through those things, and think about it, one person might be going through something, another person going through the exact same thing, and watch this. This person says, you know, there's just no hope. I don't know what to do. This, it's over. And another person would be saying, they're, they're quite certain, eh, it's all going to work out. Going through the same thing, but, but one is hopeless and one is hopeful. And I want you to know that hope, listen, hope is not really the issue. Hope is secondary and hope is a byproduct. Okay, the issue really is wisdom. And when you find wisdom, you'll find hope. 
So if what you're saying is, I don't know what to do, it means you lack wisdom. And when you don't know what to do is when you say that you're hopeless. I don't know what to do. And you find yourself hopeless. But when you find wisdom, you find hope. And when you find wisdom for what you don't know, and then when that comes to you, hope begins to rise. And not just hope, sometimes even certainty that you realize, hey, this is, this is going to work out. So very important for us is wisdom is the resource from God and hope would be the result of that coming into our lives. Are you with me so far? It's very important how we look at things. The way you look at things creates and kind of frames how you think, excuse me, how about how you feel about things. So how you look at things and how you think about things creates how you feel about things. So it's very important our perspective. Sometimes the the issue is not really your problem, it's your perspective about the problem. So let me give this to you. Don't miss this. There is nothing in life that is locked that God cannot either unlock or show you the key. Now, if something is locked in life, how many of you know God's able to unlock that thing? And if he unlocks it himself, that's his hand. That's his power. We'll talk more about that in this series. But then he can either unlock it himself or he can show you the key. And the key that we're talking about is wisdom. God can give you the wisdom for a situation that stumps you and causes you to be stuck right now. I'm going to be so bold. I didn't do this with the other services. But how many of you right now maybe have a situation or a something in your life that you say, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, a little bit, I'm a little bit stuck on this. Come on, come on, come on. It's all right. Humility releases grace. And you know what? God does know. You may not know now, but you will. Everybody say, I will. All right. Look with me in Matthew chapter 7. Let's find out how to find wisdom. My son, eat honey. Oh, I'm sorry. Proverbs 24, verse 14. My son, eat honey because it is good. And the honeycomb, which is sweet, come on, everybody say sweet, which is sweet to your taste. Look in verse 14. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be to your soul. Let me stop right there for a moment. Wisdom is sweet to your soul. Wisdom is sweet to your soul. How many of you know there's some things that are bitter to your soul? Wisdom is sweet to the soul. If you have found it, wisdom there is a prospect or a bright future and your, come on, your hope will not be cut off. When you find wisdom, you will find hope. Amen. Now look with me, Matthew chapter 7. Ask, come on, everybody say it. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. And I want to use this principle from Jesus to help us find wisdom today. And you know what? Look at me. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm simple, but I'm happy, and this works out. I believe this. I believe this. I apply this. Ask, and you'll receive. Seek, and you'll find. Knock, and it'll be open to you. Because everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and he who knocks, it will be open to him. And I believe it. And it works. And we're going to be able to find wisdom in this way. Let's look at the first way here. Ask. Come on, everybody say ask. 
ask, who do I ask? Who would I ask? Well, you can ask your two friends. You can go online, whatever else. But here's what I would recommend, that you ask God himself. Ask God himself. And thank you, Jesus, that you made a way, that you rebuilt the bridge, that we have access to God, who the Bible tells us is the only wise God. He's monosophos in the Greek. He's the only one with real wisdom. He has the wisdom. And he says, ask God himself. Look with me in James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. So that's a given. We're all in that category. We lack wisdom. And what we're instructed in Scripture to do is to ask God. And God who gives to all liberally. Come on, say liberally. And what this means is generously, bountifully. God just doesn't give you just a little bit, you know. Uh, Eating yogurt not that long ago and I peeled back the top and dug my spoon in and there's something in my yogurt. And when I looked, there wasn't something in my yogurt. The bottom is concave. And so I looked around on the packaging to see if anybody had written, we're sorry, gotcha. (laughs) How about bags of potato chips? How many of you know the air has gotten pretty expensive lately? (laughs) Am I right? It's like, come on, cut it out. We're getting ripped off all over the place. And I got to make a confession to you. I try to eat pretty healthy. And... uh, but I like ice cream. Chocolate ice cream. Did you feel what I felt when I said chocolate ice cream? And if I go somewhere and ask for some ice cream, it's not one scoop. I want two or I want three. I would do more, but it's just embarrassing, okay? And I don't want them to do this little dainty little I want somebody to dig in. I want them to almost throw their shoulder out, you know? (laughs) One. Are y'all with me? I'm telling you, this is how God is with wisdom. Do y'all hear me? This is how God is. He gives liberally and without reproach, which means, all right, I'm going to give it to you. But I want to remind you, last time you were a knucklehead. And remember this? Remember you did that? God doesn't bring up all that stuff because he realizes you wouldn't have been a knucklehead if you had the wisdom, and now you're asking for the wisdom. So if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach. And what? Come on, and what? It will be given. Let me tell you, it happens. I, again, cannot count the times that I've just asked God, God, I don't know what to do. You know what to do. You said I could ask you, and you would give it. You would pour it out. And I may not have understood in that moment what the answer was, but I just believe, yep, I've I've got a download from God. And, And maybe the next day, maybe during the night, maybe the next morning, maybe three days later, maybe a week later, suddenly, whoa. There it is, time and time and time again. And make sure that you always thank God for that. Amen? Amen. So every day, well, let me, let me put it this way. The first, the first thing in every situation, every situation you encounter, the first thing, ask God for wisdom. So something comes up, ask God for wisdom. Don't run off to one other things. 
Ask God for wisdom. Don't post on social media. Really going through stuff right now. No, just ask God for wisdom. But then let's make it a little, even a little more real. Every day. Come on, everybody say every day. Every day before anything else has even happened, ask God for wisdom. I'm going to base it on my life and most people I know. I need wisdom every day. And so go ahead and ask him even beforehand. Uh, the book of Proverbs tells us that wisdom is the principal thing. It's the main thing. It's the capo. It's the head. It's first. We're going to need wisdom above every other thing. And so go ahead and ask him for that wisdom. Now, sometimes we just think, you know, wisdom, that's, that's good and godly. Thank you, Pastor. But I need money. Or I need, I need time. Or I need help. Or I need some really cool friends. Or, or, or whatever it would be. And I want you to know, no, actually what you need is wisdom. Wisdom is the main thing. So I want to do a little exercise with you. We've done this before over the 29 years before. I'm going to tell you something that I need. And I want you to tell me, no, you need wisdom. Okay, so let's practice your part. Ready? No, you need wisdom. Excellent. You got it on the first try. So I'm going to do my part, and then you, you do your part. So sometimes we're dealing with something like you know, I just need more money. Because let me tell you something. If you have the money without wisdom, you'll waste it. I just need more time. Because if you have a margin of time and you don't have wisdom, you're going to waste it. I just really need some cool friends. Because you won't even know what a cool friend, you won't even know what cool is. If you don't have wisdom, y'all get the point? So ask, ask of God, ask of God for wisdom and he will give it to you generously. Amen. Secondly, quickly, seek, seek. And this is not just wandering around looking. This is, you need to seek in God's word. Seek in God's word. Look in Proverbs 2 with me quickly. Watch for the verbs here. They're prerequisite to something. Action words. My son, if you receive my words... And treasure my commands within you so that you incline or tune your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as like when you lost your phone. (laughs) Then, everybody say then. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord. And if you know your Bible, you know that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth. His word comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. So we have these verbs. Watch this though. But we have to search for it. Ask, seek, and I threw in there like when you lost your phone. You go nuts when you lose your phone. You misplace your keys, can't find your kids in the mall. We go nuts, don't we? And yet we need wisdom. We need wisdom, and you've got to seek for it. And these action words here, receive, treasure, incline, or tune your ear, apply your heart, cry out, lift up your voice, seek, search. Google. Now, I'm saying that being cute, but I'm also saying it for real. 
Because when you put out this effort, when you're seeking, and I did this this morning, about 4.30 this morning, I'm up studying, praying, getting ready for today, and I was going over this, and I search, uh, seek and search, and I just, my mind just went Google, and I thought, wait a minute, this is a real deal thing. I do this. You should do this. I just looked up real quick, because we're seeking in what? In God's Word. And so I just quickly typed in Bible verses for health and healing. In a second, I had 30 Bible verses for health and healing, 27 Bible verses for health and healing, 50 top verses for health and healing, all, all right there. Thank God you are without excuse. You're without excuse that we can find. Well, I don't have a phone. I don't do all that. Well, just talk to somebody in a restaurant or the bus station or something. I mean, just say, hey, could you look up something for me? I'll give you a quarter. And they'll say, what's a quarter? The world has changed. So if you're looking for wisdom, let me just ask you, have you done this? Have you, done, have you searched? Have you cried out? Have you, have you gotten serious with God's word and said, God, show me, show me your wisdom? He's written it down for us too so we can go back to it time and time again. And he said, when you do it, then, then wisdom's going to come to you. And you may say, why such effort? Why do we have to go such effort? God's so good. You're talking about being good. He's got all this wisdom. Why so much effort? And I'll tell you why. Because this is so valuable. God's not just going to leave it laying out. He doesn't just leave treasures laying around. This is not just out for people with no connection with God or no character or no, no whatever else. This is, this is treasure that he has for you. And God always wants you to come to him. So ask. Ask God himself. Seek in God's word. And thirdly and last, knock. Everybody say knock. And typically, what do we knock on? A door. And you know what that door opens up to? Do you know who's behind that door? People. People. Look with me in Proverbs 13, verse 20. Walk with the wise and become wise. Realize this. God has given wisdom and gifts and knowledge and talent and experience to other people. God can use other people to help you. Find them. Find them. Look in your circle already. And, and understand this. Ask God to lead them to you. Or ask, ask God to lead you to them. One way or the other. And then sometimes we even need what is called formal wisdom. Formal wisdom. Sometimes we're always trying to fix and figure out things on our own. You know? And so you've been working on your brakes in your front yard for four days now. You might ought to get a mechanic. <laughs> you know, you looked up your symptoms on WebMD. You're pretty sure you're going to die tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> unless you gargle apple cider vinegar and rub it on your forehead. <laughs> you might need a doctor. You might need to check on this. Your finances are a mess and your taxes have you very, very concerned. You might need a CPA. You might need a mechanic. You might need a trainer. You might need a pastor. You might need a nutritionist. You might need an arborist. You might need a counselor or a coach. Listen, there are skilled and trained people that are smart and experienced, and don't miss this part, and they have handled hundreds of cases that are way worse than yours. And there's formal wisdom that is all over the place waiting for us. And ask God to lead you in that knock and it will be open to you, and you, you will find wisdom. God will give it to you even through other people. Amen.
There is wisdom for your situation. God will make a way. Matter of fact, God has probably already laid out a way. And now that wisdom is waiting on you. It's waiting for you. You have it. One of the greatest resources God would give us would be his wisdom, his insight. We're stuck sometimes. I don't know what to do. I want you to change that. I don't know what to do, but I will. And so ask. Everybody say ask. Ask God himself. Ask God himself, and he will give it to you. Seek. Everybody say seek. Seek in God's word. I mean go for it. Seek in God's word, and you're going to find it written down for you. And then knock. Everybody say knock. Knock, and that door will be open to you, and there will be people that God will lead you to or he will lead them to you who are carrying the wisdom you need for your situation. Listen to me. God will make a way. God will make a way. And there's nothing that is locked that God cannot either unlock by his hand and power or show you the key. And so often he's wanting to show you the key through his wisdom. God will make a way. Amen? Did you get anything at all out of this today? Thank you, Lord. Real quick. Real quick, everybody pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you now in Jesus' name. Jesus who loves me, gave himself for me. Lord, I love you, and I give myself to you. I ask you right now, come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Savior and be my Lord. And by the blood of Jesus, shed for me, forgive me right now of every sin. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Make me brand new. Now fill me with your peace, with your joy, with the Holy Spirit, and with the assurance you'll never leave me. You'll never forsake me. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Look at me just real quick. If you prayed that prayer just now and you believed it in your heart, you meant it in your heart to receive Jesus, you receive Jesus. You're a child of God. Your sins are forgiven. I know that sounds easy, but Jesus did the heavy lifting for us. Now he calls us into relationship with him, and we want to help you to take those steps in that relationship. Others of you have prayed that prayer today to get things right with the Lord. And uh, you need to continue to make, take those steps. We want to help you with those next steps. So if you would this morning, if that's you, you prayed that for the first time, there should be a card in the seat back in front of you, or you can get one at the door from one of our ushers and just put the little information that's on there, or we'll have a screen in a moment with a number to text to. We don't want anything from you. We just want to get some information to you to help you to take those next steps with the Lord in this relationship with him. You'll never, never regret that you did that. Amen. Well, it has been a wonderful morning. Thank you for celebrating with us today. God bless you. I love you. You're dismissed. Peace. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.